Hello, Winston. Jonathan. Now, as I recall, weren't you the one tasked to dole out the beatings, not receive them? Rusty, I guess. To what do we owe the pleasure? Yosef Terosov. What about him? I'd like to talk with him. A talk? You say? I'm familiar with the parlors, Jonathan. I want to ask you this. Have you returned to the fold? Just visiting. Have you thought this through? I mean, chewed down to the bone. You got out once. You dip so much as a pinky back into this pond. You may well find something reaches out and drags you back into its depths. Where do I find him? Sometimes even Cinema's biggest superstars can become stale, suffer failures, even become an off-screen afterthought. However, sometimes those same superstars regain their relevance by stunning audiences, leaping from the shadows to put a damn bullet in our heads. What happens when Keanu Reeves punches and shoots his way back into our hearts? You tell him, yeah, I'm thinking you're back. This is John Wick, and you are listening to the Anti-Monitor Podcast from DoomRocket.com. Listening to Anti Monitor from DoomRocket.com. Do it, I'm surrounded by assholes. I'm not even gonna dignify myself with a response to that. That's right, after a long, long delay, it is finally Anti Monitor time again. My name's Matt Birdman Fleming, and across the table from me, as always, Jared Jones, editor in chief of DoomRocket.com, and our resident pizza assassin. I killed that pizza today. You did a really good job. I finished my half before you did. I mean, I'm a slow eater. It's called, save it for later, eat it when your tummy's empty. My tummy was empty when that pizza arrived. Yeah, we had a we had a good time killing that pizza. Yeah. And watching murder. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. John Wick was actually one of the last uh, movies we covered in Anti-Monitor that way before we made the dive into podcasting. So, yeah, that's right. Uh, Anti-Monitor, back in the day, used to be pros. I remember uh, we'd go see a movie, and then we'd run straight home, and then turn on Facebook Messenger, and just sit next to each other with a 
bottle of booze in between us and type at each other. Mm-hmm. And I would transcribe what we said and put it into WordPress and then put it out the next day and dare to call it effort. That's true. That's but, when we, we weren't necessarily sure how to how to plug some microphones in and put push record. In a way, we've kind of uh, – this is us rounding the bases and uh, finishing up, uh, I have like to think, an era. That's Almost. true. That's what it feels like. That's true. The thing about John Wick mm-hmm. is that it was the film that kind of shifted the focus of Anti-Monitor. Mm-hmm. Originally, we just wanted to take a look at whatever kind of ho-hum, schlumpy movie was coming out any given week. We went and saw a movie that was just straight up awesome. It blew our minds because it was the first movie we watched for Anti-Monitor that we actually liked. Yeah. That wasn't supposed to happen. That was never going to be the point of this entire enterprise. But we couldn't ignore it. So uh, let's dive right into this thing. Even though it's a short film, there is a lot of meat into John Wick, and I would love to start taking bites out of this. You ready to do this, Bertie? Absolutely. All right, let's dive into John Wick. Hey, John. Perkins? I thought I'd let myself in. I noticed. All right, begins. Present day, nighttime. SUV crashes into some shit. John Wick. John Week. No, John, he is definitely not John Week. No, he is John Strong. <laughs> uh, he comes tumbling out of this crashed SUV, and he's covered in blood. He finds a cozy spot. He checks his phone, and he watches him selfie smooches his wife. Hmm. We don't know what's going on yet. But then he like kind of keels over, and it seems like he dies. And then the movie fades to black, and that's it. That, the end. That's the end of the movie. Only uh, it's not. Nope. That's when we uh, we find a little construct called <laughs> to the beginning of the story. That's right. Flashback all the way back to a dark time for Mr. John Wick. An alarm goes off. John Wick wakes up. He haughtily saunters through his palatial mansion. He's, he looks like he's living pretty large. We still don't know much about this guy. Uh, he drinks some coffee. He looks like the sad Keanu. Yeah, like uh, the of sandwich memes. meme. Yeah, yeah sandwich, famous sandwich meme. Um, he has memories of this woman uh, who I suppose died of brain drain. Uh, it was brain? a brain brain cloud, <laughs> brain cloud. like in uh, Joe versus the volcano. Oh, okay. So I don't know because she says later this is something that they've been dealing with for a minute. So if it's a cloud, she would have, you know, no cloud. Brain oh, cloud. cloud. Oh. Brain cloud is something that Robert Stack made up in that movie to trick Tom Hanks. <laughs> and a brain cloud is a real thing that will kill you, like, quickly. Oh. She probably had the big C or something. Yeah, I'm thinking cancer. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking it's cancer. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, yeah, sorry. Jeez Louise. That's dark. So instead of, uh, you know, sitting around and moping further, he decides to take his baller-ass charger out to a funeral. Oh, and now we're going to a funeral. Yeah, oh. <laughs> it's, his, it's his wife's funeral, and this is where we first see John Wick in his uh, trademark black suit, which I'm wondering, was he wearing that black suit before his wife died, before he gave up this life of international assassin, or is this like his Batman outfit now? I think it's like his Batman outfit, but it mm-hmm. just so happens when you have a closet full of black-on-black-on-black on black on black suits, pardon the term, murdered out suits, uh, it's just like, well, I guess I'm wearing this to the funeral. And then all of a sudden, oh my god, it's Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Prior to us walking into John Wick, we had done absolutely no research into this movie. We just knew that Keanu Reeves... Guns. Guns. Dog. Dog. And that's it. And we're in. Sign us up. And then all of a sudden, pop, here comes Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe is the kind of uh, character actor that automatically gives you a plus five. That's precisely right. So check that as awesome guest star number one. 
He plays a guy named Marcus who says he's just checking up on John, so you can tell that they actually have some camaraderie, uh, been through some shit in the past. We cut to John Wick moping around his house again until a damn dog gets delivered to his front door, courtesy of his dead wife. That's right. She, what an incredible woman, this woman. Yoo-hoo, puppy Graham. Yeah, so she's got brain cancer, she's dying, she's in agony, but she has the fortitude to call uh, Dial-A-Dog yep. and have it delivered over to John Wick's house the exact moment they stick her in the ground. Mm-hmm. Like, that takes planning. That's true. But thankfully, mm-hmm. now he's got Daisy. Well, let's talk about this puppy for a second. I mean, this is screenwriting 101. You give the most ruthless motherfucker alive a puppy, and automatically the audience will sympathize with him, no matter what. Yep. No matter what. And this dog is absurd. He is fucking absurd, this dog. She. She. She is adorable. With the floppy ears. And he's the, just sliding around. Just, and, and he's got like the, the marble floors and the dog's just like risky business all yeah. over the place. And I guess they put peanut butter and like Keanu Reeves' ears or something because that dog is all over John Wick. Yeah. Someone need to, needs to give that puppy an Academy Award. But see, here's the thing because we know what's going to happen. And I'm asking you now. I'm going to actually, no, I'm going to save this question for a minute. Okay. Remind me to ask you this question when the moment happens. Okay. You, you know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, God, okay. Yeah. Don't let me forget. I won't let you forget go ahead so daisy this dog you know scuffs up the nice marble floors and you know he's he's going with it because it's the gift from his wife yeah he's gonna he's gonna feed the dog frosted flakes until he can get dog food so he decides to take daisy for a spin during that spin john wick decides to fill up at the local gas station which seems like a extraneous sequence to put into your action movie until out comes this throbbing you know tricked out car with rap or whatever from russia yeah there's no there's there's an american rap playing oh was there an american rap yeah could you label it uh i couldn't actually pinpoint it but i could tell it was an american rap oh it's an american well regardless of where that rap came from who comes out of that car they ain't from Around, no. <clears throat> they are from... They are Russian. They are Russian. And uh, these Russians are uh, starring uh, one Alfie Allen, who plays Theon Greyjoy on Game of Thrones, oh, now known as Reek. Reek. Out of the gate, you're like, I don't know about this fucking guy. And of course, he's skeezy, and he's like eyeballing the car, and he's like, well, how do much? Oh, he doesn't have the accent. No, he, he's, he's the son of, like... Yeah, he's okay. he's got he's when he when he speaks English he <laughs> he doesn't have an accent, but it's just fun yeah. because there's Russians. It's it's like everything is praise. Yeah. You have good day. <laughs> Let's just pretend he has the accent. It's better that way. Hello, I like your American Mustang. I also like your American dog. Come here, pooch. Nice ride, Mustang. Class four twenty nine. She is seventy. Sixty nine. Ah, beautiful car. Thanks. How much? Excuse me? How much for the car? She's not for sale. Oh, I love dogs. I want a suka nieto. So uh, John's like, I don't want to sell this car. She's not for sale. He fucks off with his dog in his ridiculous car and takes for a death spin at the local airport, as you do. As he does. And I guess the guy at the airport was like, yep, right. And you go. Well, when you have a badass classic muscle car like that, Mm -hmm. that souped the fuck up. Yep. Like, that's what you do. You do that Top Gear stuff. You is, go to the local place where people stunt drive, and you just drive the shit out of it. Is that so? Because yeah. I always get the impression when people own cars like this that they polish it with diapers and don't let anybody touch it. 
Not the purists. The purists. Say. Yeah, the purists know that that car is just for opening that opening that motherfucker up. Yeah, yeah. doing a Tokyo drift mm-hmm. uh, down Johnson Avenue. <laughs> anyway, you kiss that car goodbye, John Wick. Spoilers. Next scene, here comes the violence. Now, this is where we become acquainted with the style of violence John Wick is now notorious for. It's something that we took advantage of then because we didn't know. We knew it had action in it. We didn't know it had this kind of action Oh, in my it. goodness. This is hard R-rated yeah, God this is mode. R. Mm-hmm. So those Russian fucks with Alfie Allen, the Anna Greyjoy, are hiding in the house, ready to fuck him up and take his shit. Those Russian fucks beat the stuffing out of John Wick in his own damn house. They sell his car. They break his stuff. And guess what? They kill his damn dog. Killed the damn dog. Daisy dead. You don't forget the question. Well, the question is now, do we get angry with this movie? Because we are now invested, invested in John Wick's play. No matter what he does for the rest of this movie, no matter what, no matter how brutal it is, we are in. Yep. Sign us up because of this dog. Were we manipulated during this movie? Uh, I think that that dog, it, it's a big emotional MacGuffin. If they had just come in and beat the snot out of him and made off with his car, it would have been like, hmm, I don't know about that. Well, the other thing is, oh, go for it. is that I was thinking about this. Mm-hmm. Going in, all we knew was John Wick loves his dog. Someone's going to kill his dog. Yeah. You shouldn't kill his dog. Yeah, don't kill We his had dog. no idea that this dog was so closely tied to this emotional aspect of the character John Wick. Sure. Like, how you say a metaphor. <laughs> well, I get the metaphor, but then I would ask, is it a relief then that it was a dog that was killed instead of the usual action movie revenge trope, the wife? Would you have rather watched John Wick suffer a familial loss or a pet loss? I say pet. I say pet I as well. I think the movie did uh, the right thing. By uh, creating a string of tragedies that we learn as the film progresses. And mm-hmm. it makes John Wick more of a substantive character. And who the hell would think we would be even talking that way about an action movie like John Wick? It's but a- it is that thoughtful. It does put that thought into the movie. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. This is a well-crafted yarn. Tis. Tis, replied Aunt Helga. Anyway, next day, John Wick is scrubbing his floor, considering all sorts of mayhem. Theon takes John Wick's car to the local chop shop, as you do, where uh, John Leguizamo, hot car extraordinaire, automatically recognizes the car. And, uh, by the way, that's awesome guest star number two. Number two. Uh, Next thing you know, here comes John Wick. John Wick asks, is it here? The only answer John Leguizamo has is, uh, here, have some uh, delicious Pelagrosa tequila. Oh, you forgot one uh, important thing. What happened? When Theon Greyjoy, or Yosef, <laughs> gets all snotty with uh, John Leguizamo, he's like, we own you. Oh, whoa, whoa. That don't happen quite yet because of when... Oh, because of the structural... Because the... Yeah, exactly. The movie's built in such a way where, like, it's effect, then cause. Yeah. Almost every sequence is like this, with the exception of the actual action sequences, yeah, which I right. enjoy. Sorry but, for jumping ahead. No, you're good because I wouldn't blame you. In a lesser movie, that's exactly how it yeah. would have gone out. But it's still a cool moment because... Uh, after John Leguizamo and Keanu, uh, excuse me, John Wick have a nice glass of Pelagrosa tequila, trademark, <laughs> he regales John Wick on how he punched Theon in the goddamn face because Theon Greyjoy tried to pull some fucking rank inside of John Leguizamo's own chop shop. That's right. And that's just not how it goes down. That was a chop shop flop. Yeah, right. So John Leguizamo hooks John Wick up with a new ride, and uh, then he feels a call from Theon's second ship mobster father, who is played here by Michael Nyquist also known as Mikhail Blomqvist in the Swedish version of Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. So that's awesome guest star number three. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's it for uh, John Leguizamo. 
which kind of bums me out. And I remember us saying that in the original Anti-Monitor. Someone's like, I could have used more John Leguizamo. That's true. But I do believe he's going to be back for the sequel. Uh, he better be. That's right. He better be. So anyway, uh, Michael Nyquist meets up with uh, Mayhem from Oz to deal with Theon, who still <laughs> doesn't know how much he's fucked up. Um, Michael Nyquist then punches Theon twice, so that's three punches so far for Alfie Allen. Uh, Michael Nyquist... Uh, or Mikhail Nyquist <laughs> explains who John Wick was just as John Wick begins to slam his basement floor open with a sledgehammer to unleash all sorts of hell. So I made a deal with him. I gave him an impossible task. A job no one could have pulled off. The bodies he buried that day lay the foundation of what we are now. And then my son, a few days after his wife died, you steal his car and kill his fucking dog. Father, I can make this right. Oh, how do you plan that? By finishing what I started. What the fuck? Did he hear a fucking word I said? Papa, you have so brave, Lopajalos. Yes, my son. John will come for you. And you will do nothing because you can do nothing. So get the fuck out of my sight. <laughs> I love how this scene is structured. Mm -hmm. It's like Russian mob dad who's been through some shit, has seen a lot of action in his old age, knows intimately who John Wick is, and his dipshit, spoiled brat son just fucked him. Just woke up a sleeping demon. Exactly. Like Cthulhu is risen, and this kid doesn't get it. So he's going to punch his son around and explain it to him. And he explains it in like this Russian act. He's like, you realize this is what this kind of man is. We called him Man because boo. <laughs> and, and all he the while, is the one who kills the boogeyman. Right, and all the while, and Keanu Reeves probably did break up that entire fucking floor with that sledgehammer because his arms are just shredded by the end of that sequence. Oh, yeah. And he's pulling back all this concrete and he's just sweating. And then he looks down there and there's this case, which I, it got me thinking. It's like, did he, did he bury that? Did he buy the house with his wife? Like, she was upstairs and she's like, hey, honey, what are you doing? He's like, Nothing. And he's like <laughs> laying concrete over his death chest. I'm guessing that he owned this house before him and his wife got together. Wife's like, oh, hey, I got this condo. He's like, nah, girl, <laughs> I got this palatial estate with yeah. all the glass windows and stuff. Yeah. Just don't go into my hitman closet. My I mean, hitman just office. regular office. Regular office. Yeah. Where I keep my book. <laughs> This is my uh, work line. No, but, you know, and then she, obviously, the character, John Wick, probably told his wife, like, I've been a terrible person. This is all I've done. Mm -hmm. She gave him love in return. And she's like, you got to quit the life. Mm -hmm. And so he buries it away. He doesn't get rid of it. No. Because he knows the life he's led, it's going to come to roost at some point. At some point. So he was prepared for this eventuality. Yeah. Uh, And I don't think anyone else was prepared for the day that John Wick came back to work because John Wick opens up his vault and we spot stacks of gold currency. Oh boy. We'll talk more about that in a minute. Mikhail Nyquist gives John Wick a call just to smooth things over, but Theon Greyjoy, he went and killed the wrong damn dog. Damn right. And John Wick ain't having it. He hangs up the phone. He takes a shower because he's been working out all morning. 
on his floor <laughs> with a sledgehammer <laughs> and puts on his suit and just gets to it. And oh, as yeah. he prepares himself, Michael Nyquist sends a small army to his house where, holy shit, here come the headshots. Yep. Let's talk about the headshots for a minute. You remember in the earliest days of uh, digital cinematography sure. with like Robert Rodriguez doing uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, mm-hmm. a movie that I enjoyed back in the day. Yeah. That was like crayons compared to the digital art of these headshots. So that Once Upon a Time in Mexico, crayons, John Wick, calligraphy. Yeah, absolutely. I would get down with that. Um, and I think that the dark setting mm-hmm. really plays well to those bright Red squibs. And they're everywhere. Oh, God. Some of them are digital. Some of them are actual. All of them, digital or otherwise, end up in your screen. Mm-hmm. And uh, that kind of stuff kind of takes me out of the movie sometimes when they do, like, the uh, the squib splat on the screen or the dirt uh, crush on the screen. Yeah. Like, sometimes I'm like, eh, you didn't have to do that. You didn't have to do that. Because I, I, I'm already immersed into this. This isn't adding to it. Mm-hmm. Now I realize that I'm not getting hit with dirt or blood. So thanks for taking me out of the movie. But with this, it doesn't bother me too much because it happens so chaotically. And it's so well choreographed. Exactly. Not only is it well choreographed, you know, physically between the actors and the stunt workers, but it's also choreographed uh, in a photographic sense. Yeah. Like it's structured so cleanly and so plainly. Here's a movie with a leading man, Mm -hmm. so adept at kicking ass that the directors don't even need any of that crap. And Keanu Reeves is fucking 50. Yep. He's 50 years old, and yet John John Wick, he clears the house. Mm-hmm. 12 mercenaries and all. That's right. And you see all of it. It's clean. It's clear. It's smooth. The cameras just sit there, and you just watch Keanu Reeves commit 12 acts of, yeah. of murder. He tunes all of them up in oh, no yeah. time at all. It's gorgeous. So anyway, this is the first real sign of the secret society of killers John Wick has allied himself with. Because mm-hmm. he makes one phone call, and here come the cleaning guys. And uh, it's played by uh, this guy, old guy Charlie. He's played like, well, yeah, the homeless guy from Ghost Rider. Um, also known as uh, Clink Clink, Clink Clink, Clink Clink from uh, Warriors. And fire it up, fire it up from The Crow. Yep, that, that's and him. There ain't no coming back. There ain't no coming back, man. <laughs> anyway. David Patrick Kelly rules. Yeah. Uh, so Michael Nyquist puts a hit out on John Wick. It's like just throwing an army at a gnat. Because mm-hmm. you're not going to get that gnat. That gnat's going to be there to get you once that army has exhausted itself. But he doesn't know this yet. None of us do. We don't know what John Wick's made of. We just know his name's in the title. And we know that he just killed 12 people in his house. Right. Michael Nyquist puts out a hit and then goes and pays Marcus a visit. And he asks Marcus, who it turns out is also a hitman... To kill John Wick for $2 million, which seems a little cheap. I think he's trying to scrimp. I think those gold coins in this movie are worth a hell of a lot more than just standard fare. Mm-hmm. I think it's like kind of like the honor that goes with having it. Like, you exchange it. I mean, it gets you into all types of cool underground murder clubs. Yeah. It reminds me of that joke. I think it was Louis C.K. who told it. It was like, where you could walk into a saloon and go, yeah. I want a drink. Uh, so I'm getting them for my wife. Um, a bed, a shower, a bed, a shower, a shave, a haircut, yeah, all that crap, and then just plinks down one coin, and that covers all of it. Yep, it's just here's money. These are that coin, yeah. Uh, like, cause John Wick like gets this baller ass hotel later on. We're jumping ahead a little bit, but all he does is he just slides a coin across the counter and he takes it. That's it. And then when he calls Charlie, the cleaning guy, to mm-hmm. get rid of all these twelve bodies in his house, what does he have? A stack. Well, he's got six of them. He takes out six. So I guess for every two bodies to get rid of it nice and tidy and hush-hush, one coin. Yeah. And 
That's I wouldn't a big be, job. I wouldn't be surprised if they stuck around, like fixed his window, mm-hmm. you know? So like $2 million, I guess, would be a drop in the bucket still mm-hmm. in the circumstances. And yet, Marcus accepts the job with a marked reticence. Consider it done. But we don't know why he's doing this just yet. Marcus kind of remains a cipher throughout the whole thing. He's like there to push the plot forward because mm-hmm. otherwise John Wick would be fucked in a couple circumstances. But more, than, more on that in a minute. Cue a track by Marilyn Manson who, by the way, if Keanu Reeves is still working, how are you surprised that Marilyn Manson is still working? At, uh, this, is, this, this is the sound of me being surprised. I, the, 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 <laughs> but not, not just working, but basically sounding exactly the right. same. So John Wick goes to the Killer Hotel, also known as the Continental, where we meet Lance Reddick, also from Oz, which is awesome guest star number four. That's actually number five, because you forgot to count David Patrick Kelly. You're right, I did. Let's make that number five. All right, awesome. But of course, Adrian Pelicki, who plays Mockingbird over in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so that's awesome guest star number six. And then John Wick visits his wife via iPhone, he does this at least a couple times throughout the film, to watch the video of him... Kissing his dead wife goodbye. Yep. That's very sad. But then he decides to get a jump on all this killing, and he meets up with Ian McShane, which is awesome guest star number seven, who's the owner of the Continental, who sips his water martinis and wants to know whether John Wick has returned to the fold. This is the first, no, the second time John Wick gets asked this question. First time is by uh, uh, Lance Riddick. Um, John Wick, playing coy as he does, uh, wants to know where Greyjoy is hiding out. Ian McShane's like, why don't you just sit down yet? Son of a bitch. <laughs> Chill out for a minute. So John Wick decides to go and make sexy convo with a tatted up bartender who then says drinks on the house and under that drink is cocktail napkin telling him exactly where Theon Greyjoy is hiding. Here's a toast. And now John Wick is beelining it straight to a place called the Red Circle, a nightclub for, you'll never guess it, Russian mobsters. That's right. Which also features an in-house Russian bath. Mm-hmm. Theon's there protected by a shit ton of bodyguards. Kevin Nash... And Daniel Bernhardt from Bloodsport 2, which is awesome guest star 8 and 9. That's right. That's uh, what you call a two-sweet cameo. Now, what's really awesome about having Daniel Bernhardt in this movie is because he also played one of the major agents in The Matrix Reloaded. Hmm. And, you know, but not only that, I recognized him instantly from Bloodsport 2 because he, you know, he replaced uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. True. Anyway, Theon's sipping on champagne and soaking in the grotto because, of course, a Russian club has a fucking grotto in the basement. <laughs> Why wouldn't it? Because it's New York. Who cares? John Wick gives the tired old Kevin Nash, of all people, a break. Yeah. Kevin Nash does nothing in this movie. To be honest, he's got really bad knees, mm-hmm. and if he has to do much more than stand, mm-hmm. he ends up tearing his quads over and over How again. How do you know this about Kevin Nash? Because I'm a wrestling aficionado. I see. Kevin Nash, not a Russian, though. No. Definitely, he's from Detroit. <laughs> he's just working for a living, mm-hmm. taking what they're given. Uh, yep. And, uh, well, John Wick gives him a break. I guess he's a wrestling fan, too. <laughs> and he walks into the Red Circle and kicks Toby Leonard Moore from Daredevil right in the naked balls. Absolutely. Uh, kills the shit out of him. And this is where I put in an audio clip, but both sequences are in Russian. That's true. So it, it's just, you kill, you stole my car, you killed my dog. I don't know where uh, Theon Greyjoy is. Why don't you fuck Thank yourself? You. Yeah, exactly. It's like, we can't put those clips in here because <laughs> so many people who listen to us don't speak Russian. That's that true. we're aware of. If you listen to Russian, let us know in the comments. I, I, we have one fan that I know speaks Russian. At least one. So John Wick goes straight for Theon Greyjoy uh, in the room, the one room in the entire club that's monitored by the entire Russian mob. Everyone's got their eyes on this kid who's being a shit to the staff, by the way. What an <laughs> asshole. Want another bottle? Right fucking now, go get me a bottle! Yeah, I'll give you a bottle right yeah. up your... 
took his thing. Oh, I was going to say a baby bottle. Oh, man. So John Wick kills a lot of people. Just, just so many people. And for every expertly placed bullet between the eyes, John Wick somehow keeps missing Theon Greyjoy in the skirmish. Yeah. Every bullet that he puts out hits its mark, with the exception of five bullets. There's the three through the glass when Theon's running in his little towel. Yeah. <laughs> he chases him in the towel for a while. It's pretty funny. Throughout all the levels of the club, and yet he still misses him the entire time. I guess if he killed him, that'd been... Well, he's a slimy little shit, just like on Game of Thrones. Yeah. He misses Theon Greyjoy because movie, yeah. ostensibly. So anyway, John Wick escapes after a hard-ass fight with Bloodsport 2, and so does Theon. The movie lets us catch our breath for a minute, which is very nice, because that was one hell of an action sequence. Holy shit. Just headshots everywhere. It's absurd. John Wick goes back to the Continental, and he is fucked up. His stomach's open... Like, his nose is broken. Like, all of him is just a mess. Yeah, because Daniel Bernhardt was in Ber- Bloodsport 2. <laughs> so, naturally, yeah. the, so far, he's the closest thing any of these Russian dudes have to an answer for John Wick. Right. So, uh, he, he walks up to the Continental, looks at Lance and goes, uh, Is Doctor in? And, you know, Dude. How good's your laundry? No one's that good. I thought not. Uh, now, this Doctor, I don't know his name, but he rules... Like, he's, he's got, like, you know, he's, he's brow-beaten, he's losing his hair, his glasses are at the center, like, at the edge of his nose. Yeah. And he's been, you can tell he's just been stitching up murderers, like, his entire life. It's like that moment in Happy Gilmore when Happy gets hit by a, a Volkswagen bug, <laughs> and a doctor comes out to check on him, and he goes, I would recommend that you sit out the fight. And Adam Sandler goes, the hell with that, I got a game to play. And he's like, okay, that's fine. What would I know? I'm only a doctor. <laughs> exactly. This, this doctor's kind of like him, but cooler. This old ass man is harrowed. He's like, look, if you're gonna go do what you gotta do, then have these pills. Have these pills. You won't feel it, but you're gonna be open up and bloody. Yeah. You're, this is gonna open up, just so you know. But instead of giving him the pills, like, what does Keanu Reeves do? He just like, I'm good, man. Got my Blantons. <laughs> Kills the pain, which I totally sympathize. <laughs> Will and Defoe, well. John Wick gets in the bed and maybe might have a good night's sleep. I don't think he slept at all in these, like, two days. I agree. But uh, Willem Dafoe creeps up on the next rooftop over to take a sniper shot like a bitch. Or does he? Oh, he's got a clean shot. Clean shot. But he's also the eye in the sky. But we don't know that until he shoots, misses, and you can tell that Willem Dafoe ain't the type that misses. No, he's not. Not in this movie. Marcus don't miss. Mm -mm. He he shoots to wake up John just in time to keep Adrian Palicki... From putting one between his eyes. Miss Perkins. Mm. And let me tell you something. She should be called Miss Perky. Because she is fine. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Uh, so anyway, she and John get into this fight. And um, she kicks his damn stomach open. Like, he oh. just got stitches. And she oh, kicks she him open. She keeps hitting him. Pounding and pounding. Blood is coming out of his gut. And, like, he, like, picks her up and starts throwing her around some, and I guess this is the closest thing to a movie that this movie has to a sex scene, because that's, it gets a little rompy. Oh, yeah. I mean, but, but she whoops his ass. She does. If she punched me once in the arm, I would cry for a day. Adrian Palicki, she's, like, six foot two. She played Wonder Woman in that CBS pilot that never got aired. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Now she's Bobby Morris on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, John Wick knocks Wonder Woman out, but not before she tells him where the Russians have their stash hold up. And wouldn't you know it? Guess where it is? You'll never guess. Little Russia. Little Russia. Huh. In, in a church. Oh, Russian Orthodox Church. Mm-hmm. 
oh, excuse me, under a church next to a whole mess of drugs. And the first thing next morning, guess what? You can bet John wakes at that damn church, shooting up the bishop. He burns all of Michael Nyquist's stuff, causes everyone with a shitty accent in the neighborhood just to mobilize around here mm-hmm. to finally get their bearings and find out what to do about this John Wick character. Adrian Palicki kills John Wick's pal, Harry. Yeah, that was... Because he was holding on to her for a minute. I liked Harry. I liked Harry, too. And that suit was real nice. That was a sharp suit. Mm-hmm. Guys know how to dress. These assa- All these assassins are in- impeccably clothed. Yeah. Harry dies, which made me sad, even though I barely knew who he was. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because he's practically the only black guy in this movie. Uh, might literally. Have, might have something to do with it. Well, you know, Lance Reddick. Oh, also. yeah, that's right. So anyway, John Wick puts a hurting on Michael Nyquist's small army. And you know what happens next? John Wick gets his lanky ass caught. Yeah, he does. Plot twist. Boom. And we talk about it, but we gotta take a break. We gotta pause for a game. Are you ready for a game? Ooh, I love games. You love games? Well, I got a game for you, Bernie. All right, I'm ready. To celebrate John Wick 2, I decided to put together a game uh, that concerned our favorite uh, surfer boy action star, Keanu Reeves. Love him, dude. That's right. So this game is called Keanu Reeves Movie or Basic Ass Romance Novel. Okay. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to name a title, and you'll tell me whether I'm talking about a movie starring Keanu Reeves or a damn 250 sex book for House for House. Oh, I, I've got this. You ready for this? This is right in my I wheelhouse. I made this so hard. i got ten of these for you. So you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. First one, A Walk in the Clouds. That's a Keanu Reeves movie. That's right. Uh, co-starring Anthony Quinn and Giancarlo Giannini. Made in 1995 by 20th Century Fox. Good mm-hmm. job. Life Underwater. That is also a Keanu Reeves movie. That's right. Co-starring Sarah Jessica Parker. Came out in 1989 for PBS American Playhouse. Yeah, super early in his career. Yeah, exactly. The Duke and I. That's a sexy book. That is a sexy book. Written by Julia Quinn. Published on January 5th of 2000. And then followed up by uh, Julia's uh, opus, The Viscount Who Loves Me. Mm. Anyway. I Love You to Death. That is a Keanu Reeves movie. That's right! Co-starring Kevin Klein, River Phoenix, and Tracy Ullman. Came out in 1990, distributed by TriStar Pictures. That's true. You're doing very good. Much Thank better you. than I thought. All right. Even cowgirls get the blues. That is a Keanu Reeves movie. It's a trick question. I'll give you half a score. It's both. <clears throat> it's both. Ah, how about that? Keanu Reeves, John Hurt, Uma Thurman, Noriyuki, Pat Morita. That's right. Angie Dickinson came out in 1993 from Fine Line Pictures, but it's also based on the novel, the 1976 novel, by Tom Robbins. Oh. Who also narrates this movie, I think. Weird. Yeah. You sure it wasn't Tim Robbins? That's funny. <laughs> Permanent Record. Sexy book. Keanu Reeves movie. <clears throat> Early one. They didn't even recognize anyone he started with, but we had music by none other than Joe Strummer. Oh. Yeah. And uh, came out in 1988, but, uh, distributed by Paramount Pictures. Okay. All right. Slightly Married. Oh, that's definitely a sexy book. You're right. Written by Mary Bailoch, published in 2003, and followed up by her sequel book, Slightly Wicked. Oh, I thought the sequel was going to be practically divorced. Oh, man. <laughs> Basically single. Yeah. All right. The Lake House. That seems like it would be a Keanu Reeves film. Hmm. Seems like it would be. Am I wrong? Well, give me your answer. The Keanu Reeves movie. You're right. Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. That's First right. First time they teamed up since Speed. Uh, yeah. That movie was actually also known as Slowed Down. 
slow down. Get it. Yeah, 2006, distributed by Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 10 years after Speed, you're right. Yeah. Savage Thunder. Oh, that is a sexy-ass book. Yes, it is. Jo- Joanna Lindsay, published in 1989 and preceded by her magnum opus, The Brave, The Wild, and The Wind. Hmm. That doesn't sound as sexy. No. You're doing really good. Thank you, thank right. you. You're ready for the last one. I am very ready. All right. The Private Lives of Pippa Lee. Mm. Ooh, this is tough. This is tough. This is tough. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say Keanu Reeves was in this movie. You're right. Yes. But it's also a trick question. It was both. Mm. Starring Keanu Reeves, Monica Bellucci, Maria Bella, Winona Ryder, Julianne Moore, Alan Arkin, Robin Wright, and Blake Lively. Oh my god, I'm in love with all of those women and Alan Arkin. (laughs) It came out in 2009 by Screen Media Films, but it was based on a book written by the screenwriter, Rebecca Miller, published in 2008. I wonder if I can find that book and that movie, read and watch at the same time, (laughs) and just touch myself sensually. Oh boy, well I guess that was the only... Logical way to take the end of that game. That's you true. Did very well, Brittany. Thank you very much. Very well. I'll never underestimate you again. Thank you. So, getting right back into it. John Wick and Michael Nyquist have a bad guy, worst guy face-to-face, as all good movies like this must. Michael Nyquist tells John Wick that he burnt up all his leverage on New York City officials. Now he has no leg to stand on nefariously. And John Wick's like, yeah, I know, right? This is pretty cool, right? Pisses him off. He smacks John Wick around some, which I guess he kind of had coming at this point, considering all the people he just killed. Well, not only that, you know, he John Wick decided to make it beyond personal. Mm-hmm. Michael Nyquist already knew that he's, he's going to have to put everything he's got out there if he wants to save his shitty kid. Which, if that was my kid, I would have just been like, take him. Take I'll, the damn I'll, kid. I'll just use one of his buddies. And- because Michael Nyquist, I know he ain't got a wife lying around, but he's he's young yet. He could sire another, I suppose. Yeah, I think he should just adopt. Adopt? Yeah, or maybe get a dog. This is the Russian mafia. That's true. They don't a- adopt? No, that's true. They pay good money for children. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Baba Yaga. It was just a fucking car, just a fucking dog. Just a dog. Vigo. Yeah. When Ellen died, I lost everything. Until that dog arrived on my doorstep. A final gift for my wife. In that moment, I received some semblance of An opportunity to grieve on the law. And your son took that from me. Stole that from me. Killed that from me! People keep asking if I'm back. And I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. So you can either hand over your son... Or you can die screaming alongside him! So Michael Nyquist leaves John Wick to get killed by Daniel Bernhardt, Bloodsport 2. Bloodsport 2. And some other dude, only to have Willem Dafoe sneak up on these guys with a sniper's rifle, as he does, and puts a bullet through that some dude's head. Woof. And then comes the John Wick, Bloodsport 2, round 2. Only this time, John Wick's hands are tied. Yeah. But guess how that ends up anyway? 
I'll tell you what, there's only one person who's going to get choked to death today, and it ain't John Wick. Nope. John Wick escapes. Willem Dafoe disassembles a sniper rifle for what must be the 40th time in this movie, and John Wick catches up on Michael Nyquist. John Wick finds out where little Theon's hold up in exchange for letting Michael Nyquist live. Michael Nyquist calls off the open contract. John Wick headshots his way straight to Alfie Allen's evil little heart. And I mean literally. John Wick pops one in Theon's dome, and that's your movie. You think. You think, only it's not. Because we've seen the first sequence of this film, and we know somebody fucks John Wick up. John Wick checks out of the Continental, but not before Ian McShane can give John Wick a brand new car. People are just throwing cars at him. Yeah. That's what you do when you're a badass assassin. Like, they're just like, here, have it. Have a car. Have a car. So Marcus meets up with John Wick under a bridge to have a little chat. Adrian Palicki sneers off screen because she's been following him, and she follows Willem Dafoe back to his place. Mayhem from Allstate Farms is there to receive him, and so is, dun-dun-dun, Michael Nyquist. Yep. Who is more sore about his dead son than he originally let on. Willem Dafoe gets himself killed by Michael Nyquist, Nyquil, <laughs> and he goes out like a champ. I like that scene, too. He's like, I'm going to go out with my own terms. You know? Yeah, that's right. He gets a couple more murders in. Yeah, it's the best Willem Dafoe death I can think of since Spider-Man. All right. I could take that. Yeah, sure. Also, I really liked uh, Michael Nyquist uh, having to, to bathe his bloodied mm-hmm. scorpion tattooed hand in ice oh, he went from to how hard he was punching Willem Dafoe's ugly mug. Yeah, yeah. He was at it for a while, and you could tell. And it's nice because villains in these kind of movies, like a film that came out around the same time, The Equalizer with Denzel Washington, we saw that movie together. Yeah, it was basically a walk in the tombstones, Equalizer, John Wick. So yeah. it was like... Fall asleep, fall asleep, holy shit. Yeah. Uh, but the villains in all three of those movies are ostensibly the same. Like, they, they're they in charge of some shit. Like, they're, uh, but they, they're they not afraid to get their hands dirty. But I don't remember anyone else except for this guy. That's and it's true. not just because we just watched this movie. I'm literally thinking about it. Who was the villain in The Equalizer? Uh, Who was the villain in A Walk Among the Tombstones? You, uh... See? That's my point. I already made my point. Yep. So, Alfie Allen is dead. Dan Greyjoy is gone. This movie is still going on. Willem Dafoe's dead. Practically everyone in this movie is dead. And this movie, we know this movie ain't over yet because there are still people who need to get killed. Chiefly, Adrian Pilecki, who gets herself killed by Ian McShane for fucking over John Wick, but primarily for breaking the rules of the Continental. That's which right. Is simply not done. Yeah, you just don't conduct business at the Hitman Hotel. Mm-hmm. Your membership to the Continental has been by thine own hand. Revoked. So Ian McShane whacks her, and then he tells John Wick where Michael Nyquist is headed next. He's going to get on a chopper, I guess, and fuck off back to Russia, but... I, I mean, he doesn't really have dick left in America, and he knows if he sticks around. Because, you know, the kid's dead, and that was vengeance for the dog in the car. Yeah. Now you killed a, what is more or less... Uh, John Wick's only true friend. Yeah. The only guy from his old job that came to see him when he was sad. He probably has another old friend in John Wick Chapter 2. Yeah, well. Who else is Lawrence Fishburne playing? Morpheus? Morpheus? No. (laughs) What is real? How do you define real? Cue the car chase, and this is here where Michael Nyquist's character begins to start losing his damn mind a little bit. Oh, it's so good. It's so, because it's fitting. Because he's literally at the end of his rope. Yeah. He has nothing. The guys in the car with him and the other two guys and the SUVs around them, that's all he's got left. And whatever's in the chopper waiting yeah. for him. That's it. And those, all those other guys are alternating between 
shitting their pants and getting shot the fuck up. Because John Wick is on their tail because, of course, he is. And Michael Nyquist is just, like, sitting there writhing in ecstasy (laughs) at... He's just showing the great appreciation for, like, John Wick will not go away. He is just going to do all of this murder real quick. He's having... He's having that Alanis Morissette, isn't it ironic moment. <laughs> he's like, it's like, hey, because all sorts of death is around him. And yet he's having a chuckle. He's like asking for his cigarettes from uh, well, Dean Winter. Dean Winter. <laughs> so everyone's dead at this point, except for John Wick, Michael Nyquist, and Mayhem from Geico, who, oops, oh, he died too. Yeah, yeah. well, I like uh, when uh, Dean Winter shoots John Wick's car and just goes, <laughs> and he, then is immediately murdered. Like, because th- that it would be that simple. Dude who's been sitting the entire movie out, you know, sipping vodka, mm-hmm. uh, decides to finally show his uh, true quality, and, and he thinks it's going to be that simple. I, I savored that killing. Yeah, you know, Dean Winters plays your stereotypical pencil neck geek mm-hmm. in this movie. And and he died accordingly. Perfectly. Yeah. So it starts raining because movie, and John Wick and Michael Nyquist, who was a great villain for this movie, by the way, yeah. uh, they have a nice bout of punchy stabby, and guess how that ends up? It ends up with both men on the, you know, on death's door. Yeah. One a little bit closer, like past the door jam. Than the other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then that takes us right back to where the movie began. Mm-hmm. And we're at the ending here. And John Wick's gnarled, gnarled ass is flat on the pavement. He's bust into a kennel and he patches himself up next to a dog named Patches. I don't know. Is He's laying there and he's watching that video of him and his boo at the beach. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's a moment. Where she says, come on, John, it's time to go home. And you wonder, is he going to let himself die so that he can be reunited with his wife in the pearly annals of heaven? Or or is he going to get his balls and tuck them back in and get into this conveniently placed veterinarian office? Right next to the docks. Right next to the docks and patch himself up so that we can get John Wick chapter I think I know the answer to that question, Bert. Hell yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he decides to steal a pit bull on the way out because Keanu Reeves is 50 fucking years old and the dog's going to have to do some of the heavy lifting in the sequel because he's fucking 50. That's true. He's old. So that's the movie. You got anything to add to this, Bert? Uh, God. This movie was the best Keanu Reeves joint since The Matrix. Oh yeah. Which was the best Keanu Reeves joint since Speed, mm-hmm. which was the best Keanu Reeves joint since the two, the one-two punch of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure slash Bogus Journey. What about Point Break? Oh, shit. Yeah. Which leads to my concluding question. What's that? What is a better, more iconic action film, Point Break hmm. or John Wick? If I had to answer your question, and I guess I do, uh... Between that and... See, Point Break has Lori Petty when she was fine. Oh, yeah. Talking Tank Girl. Tank Girl, and then she later became Livewire for the Superman animated series. Lori Petty is one of my first ever uh, Hollywood crushes. I would have to go with Point Break only because it's it's shot so iconically. Yeah. And it's got that uh, uh, bank high sequence, and it's got the skydiving sequence, and it's... It's got Anthony Kiedis and Flea in it, and it's it's got pretty much everything that I want out of an early 90s surfer joint. 90s action. This is the pinnacle of modern action. Yeah, and I defy another filmmaker to do better than John Wick. I agree.
that's all the time we have for this week. Thank you so much for listening to Anti-Monitor, especially after a prolonged absence. Don't give up on us. We won't give up on you. Look us up on iTunes. Rate and subscribe if you haven't already. We want to hear from you. Say hello to us. Look us up on Twitter at DoomRocket underscore. I'm at Jared Jones underscore. Birdie, where can they find you? I am at BirdMoney on all platforms. And that's it. So until Keanu Reeves decides to tackle Bram Stoker Dracula 2, Blood Rain, I remain Jared. That's Bird over there. And from all of us here at DoomRocket.com. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Oh, the world, you-